<clears throat> I'm not even going to wait for the chat to fill up because I know everyone's doing their thing at the same time. I'm just going to get right into Pet Cemetery. Um, wow. How much did it deviate from the original source material, the original novel? It deviates a bit. Um, Hurricane Baby Jesus, hey, Cameron. It, man, Cameron, the ending. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you know what I'm noticing now? I'm noticing more movies are pushing the line, um, basically saying it's okay to 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 imply violence against children. Okay. There was another movie that came out recently and it was it had violence implied against a child, and I it totally slips my mind. I totally forgot. But the ending is a bit of a shocker. Even I'm like, ooh, y'all could have cut, cut that part out, right? So let's get right into it. Um, Dr. Lewis moves his family to Ludlow. And the first one, yeah, this thing is way better than the first one. Let's stop that right now. This is way better than the first one because this one sticks a little bit more closer to the book than the, the first one. The first one, the first one, no, 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 no. So um they're getting acclimated to the to the life of, of country living uh dr lewis his wife uh gage and ellie uh, okay and then uh dr lewis takes his job at a hospital in town um the first uh bit of signs uh there's there's some unresolved residual issues is with his wife because she had to take care of her older sister named rachel who I, if I remember correctly, was suffering from spina bifida or like a severely bad case of scoliosis, and so that's a lot of residual um, issues and, and 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 resentment and her having to take care of her older sister, and then you can even imply that the older sister uh, resented her younger sister for her spine being straight, and um, so. The the energy the the woods the, the the woods was able to pick up and feed off of unresolved and negative energy uh, or grief uh, from the inhabitants uh, or the people that, that live near the, the woods. So the first clue, second clue is there's a uh, a victim. He gets run. He got ran over. And then also like the two jump scares that almost had me were the truck scenes. You know, and you see all in the first trailer how the first truck just blows by right behind um, Jason Clark's character, Dr. Lewis. The trailer does it no justice. To hear that the truck just thunder across the screen and the speakers, and then it's so loud, and it's like, holy shit. Like, the trailer does that one no justice. The second one, it was a second jump scare involving a trailer again, uh, a trucker again. Um, it was well done. I was like, okay, I get it. I get it. Hey, uh, Farida. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Um, so during the doctor's shift, there's a young melanated young man who comes in. He's a, a, a car accident victim. He got ran over and his brain is pretty much exposed and he's just all jacked up. And, um, you know, like remember in the first one, the first one was a, a was a, uh, a a car victim. He got ran over by a car, right? And he's the one. He's like 
the buffer spirit that tells the doctor, hey, don't do this or don't do that. You shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do that. But if you want to do this, you can do that. So the same thing here. But the difference I picked up on is it was a melanated brother. His name was Victor Pascal. And the name Pascal, now this is for me. Now, maybe I'm reaching a little bit. But when they said his name was Victor Pascal and he was a young, he was a black, a melanated brother, First thing I thought was Beverly Randolph Pascal, father of the the, the modern and known occult. Um, he is he predates Crowley, Blavatsky. Um, then he he is the granddaddy when it comes to occultism. So that's that that's the first thing I thought about was Beverly pa- uh, Randolph Pascal. And they mentioned his character's name. So then after the character dies, the young man dies. Uh, the doctor is by himself, and then the body wakes up again, reanimates, and um, he tells the doctor the barrier uh, must not be crossed or something to that effect. Okay? So then, um, subsequently, you got, you got the birthday party moving forward. Church gets run over by, oh, he, they meet the, ne- the neighbor Judd, played by John Lithgow. Uh, if you remember in the first one, the first the first neighbor... Jed was uh, the Munsters. He played Herman Munster. I forget his name. But uh, this one, John Lithgow, and they become friends. Ellie stri- strikes a, a friendship with, with Jed. Um, he takes a liking to her. Um, so then subsequently, after they become friends, whatever, Jed discovers church has been run over run over by a semi-truck. Esoteric Bay was happening. They, they discovers um, they've been run over by a semi-truck. They take um, church to go be buried in the pet cemetery. Now, now, now the pet cemetery thing is is a bit uh, doesn't tell you the whole story. Th- their property, they just bought this property. They own the cemetery. It's on their property. When they bought the property, they said they get the house plus fifty acres of land. So the the Indian burial ground, the, all of that is on Doctor Lewis's property. So Jed and is taking Lewis to bury um, Church. And then he, for some odd reason, Jed decides to take him past over the dam fall. So what ended up happening is like this dam, you know how beavers build dams, it's this dam fall and it's built and you had to go, you had to climb over it to get to the, the real part of the cemetery where the, you know, you bury the, the, the dead people to come back. And, um, he, he, you know, he asked Lewis, you know, uh, Ellie loved church. And he's like, yeah. He said, well, you love Ellie. He's like, yeah. So then in his mind, he was like, well, let me take him to go bury Ellie, uh, bury church. So church can, she can have church come back and the cat, you know, come back, whatever the case may be. So they buried the cat church. Of course, church does not come back the same. And then, you know, church shows up doing some weird things, scratching people and threatening gauge, you know, in the crib, whatever the case may be. And then Jed, um, Sits Lewis down to explain to him the history of the land. They mentioned the Wendigo. He gives him some books about uh, the, the natives that that initially were there, that lived there, but they left. And before they left, they carved warning markings into the trees. They built the dam fall to keep people out. And there's also a, a, a newspaper article of all of the Indian settlements that have been left unclaimed because the ground uh, in the words of Victor Pascal, the land is sour. Okay. So then, um, 
you know, Lewis is like, okay, wow, okay, so dead people, you, you bury things and they come back. Fine. Birthday party. Uh, Ellie is sad that church um, has ran away. In reality, that Dr. Lewis took church away and sent him, tried to send him out into the woods because the cat is just crazy and he doesn't have the heart to kill the cat again. So he's, you know, he drives off with some in, into the woods, lets the cat out, thinking he'll never see the cat again. The cat shows up at the birthday party. The cat is walking towards the birthday party. And they're playing hide and go seek or whatever. And Ellie says, oh, church. So she runs out in the middle of the road. Runs out in the middle of the road to, to greet church. Church is just walking. And then you see a truck. A, tr- a trucker's pulling up. And he's he's hauling ass. He's doing about 65, 70. Then the trucker checks his phone. And then you see Gage run out to the street. Right? So you're thinking, oh, no, not Gage again. So then Dr. Lewis sees Gage. And he's like, Gage. And he runs after Gage. He grabs Gage before the truck hits him. And sure enough, he sees Ellie in the middle of the road. And he swerves. He swerves so hard, he, he loses his load. It's, 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 it's a fuel tanker. So the, the cab swirls, swerves over to the side. The tanker keeps going straight. And Ellie is looking at church. Church gets out of the way. Ellie turns around and looks and see this tanker sliding in the middle of the road coming at her. And you already know what time it was, y'all. <laughs> you already knew. And it had a shot from above where the tanker's just sliding on the road. <laughs> and, you, and you're just like, you're just waiting to see blood streaks. But it never happens. They never show it. And it's like, uh-oh. You just knew it was bad. So then Lewis goes to the front of the tanker. The mother has just already just dropped to the side. She dropped to the ground, and you already just know it was bad. So then Ellie's laid off to the side of the road or whatever the case may be. And, uh, you know, Dr. Lewis goes over there to hug her. They have the funeral. The uh, father-in-law takes uh, his wife, Ray, I forget her name, the, the wife and, and, the, and the son, Gage, back to Boston. And then, of course, Lewis, having the bright idea that um, – He's already planned. He's already he's already got it in his mind. He's going to go bury Ellie in this, this Indian burial ground to bring her back. He goes to have a drink with Jed. He puts a sedative in Jed's drink. Jed passes out. Sure enough, he goes to dig up Ellie's body, drags Ellie to the to the burial grounds, buries her. She comes back. That was her name, Rachel. Okay, she comes back. And let me tell you, man, this child. This child is acting. The funny thing is, because, you know, she didn't have real bad damage, you know, from the accident, right? She pretty much looked, but her eye, dude, her, was her right eye? It's all scrunched. It's all closed and scrunched, right? And she looks like the humpback of Notre Dame. You know how the face, the one one side is kind of droopy. She has that look. And then she's very pale and pasty. And you can see the veins on the side of her head, right? And I'm like, holy shit. And this child is like, she's like, and she's very nonchalant. You know, this kid, the kid can act, right? But the character Ellie clearly is 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 different. And the dad's like, oh, my God, you're back. And I'm so happy. And so the, the crazy part is he's giving her a bath. He's washing her hair. <laughs> oh, my God. And he's trying to brush her hair, right? And he's pulling out tufts of hair it's like knotted up it's, it's there's a snag and he's 
pulling and pulling and he opens her hair and he can see the st- the staples in the back of her head from where her the back of her brain basically head was split open from the accident and she turns and looks at him is like is there a problem and he's like oh no honey just a just a tangle <laughs> oh my god <laughs> hilarious so then they're laying in bed and she's like now the 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 main crux of this whole issue was Dr. Lewis did, did not believe in the afterlife. He didn't believe in the afterlife. His wife did. Right? And so the wife is like because of her unresolved issues with her sister Rachel, she was like don't we, we don't tell Ellie about death or life or anything like that. She doesn't need to know about these things just yet. She's not ready. The doctor is like uh yeah, she is. She needs to know about these things. Hell, I'm a doctor, you know. This, I see this all the time. So while they're laying in the bed, him and the uh, Lewis and Ellie, she's like, so you brought me back. Back from where? And he's like, oh, you know, you're home. And she's like, I remember the accident. I remember the truck. Then everything went black. And he's like, oh, well, you're here now. And she's like, I'm dead, aren't I? Dead, he dead, she deadpan asked him, I, I'm dead, aren't I? And he's like, no, you're not dead. <laughs> She said it so, just so, like, matter-of-factly. It's like, oh, my gosh, right? So then Ray, uh, the mother and Gage on the way back to, to, to Boston. Now, the same dead brother that was Victor Pascal, uh, the boy Gage could see him. And he's telling Gage to tell his mother to go back home. There's something wrong. The little boy Gage is saying Victor's name. And the mother's like, what the hell? Why is he saying the dead man's name? And so she's calling her husband, whatever the case may be. The whole time he's not answering the phone. There's one scene where him and Ellie are talking. And uh, she's like, well, what are you going to tell mom? Because she, she's calling him. And he picks up the phone and sees, it sees her. And she's like, what are you going to tell mom? Like, nigga, I'm dead. Like, do you not get it? Like, I'm not. This, have you told mom that I'm? you brought me back from death? <laughs> Like it's that it's that type of interaction. It's, it's hilarious, right? So they come back to the house, and uh, Ellie, you know, Ellie is well. Oh no! Before that, uh, the wife called Jeb to say, "Hey, I need you to get to go over to the house and see if if everything's okay with with my husband because he's not answering his phone. We're on our way back." I got a bad feeling. Something, something's going on. And he's like, "Yeah, I go check, right?" And then he goes to check. Him and Lewis have a conversation. He notices uh, Lewis's fingernails and fingers are all kind of bloodied and knuckled, you know, knuckled up from digging and burying stuff. He's like, "Yeah, we're fine. You know, thanks for checking in, whatever." So then, as Jeb is walking back, he sees in the uh, second story windows, he sees Ellie, and already you know the tension starts building. It's like, "Oh shit." And he, he knows she's coming to get him. So he and the tension and the music and the music in the background is like, oh, my God, no, the hunt is on. Like, run, Jeb, run, go, go home. So Jeb goes home, locks his door, grabs a 38. You see Ellie grab her, go in a suitcase and grab her dad's golden scalpel. Why does a doctor have a golden scalpel? But Ellie grabs this, this freaking golden scalpel. <laughs> right. And then. Um, of course, you know, uh, Lewis is looking for Ellie, he, 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 you know, whatever the case may be. So now we're back in Jeb's house and Ellie is somewhere in the house 
and we all remember the first movie, the the whole cutting of of Jeb's Achilles. So you're just waiting for it. You just you just you know it's coming, but you just don't know how they're gonna do it, right? And they keep showing these side shots of his ankle, and you can see his Achilles is sticking out. You know, it's like, oh, they're gonna do it right now, and then they didn't they didn't do it. So he's walking, he's walking, he goes down the stairs, right? And he turns around, and then you see her stick the scalpel through his Achilles. Then she cuts it and rips it, and he's like, ah! He falls on it. I'm like, oh my god! Oh! I'm like, I'm grabbing my shit, like, oh! And uh, he falls the fuck down on the stairs. Ellie has the animal mask on. She pulls the mask off. She steps on his fucking Achilles. He's screaming. I'm like, oh my god, the torture right now. So then, now that the, the weird thing is, the, the the spirit world has a way of knowing your inner innermost darkest deepest thoughts, right? And um, she, the well, the Ellie, uh, starts playing with with uh, Jeb's mind and starts to show the face of his dead wife Norma. So it's implied that also. Not only did Jeb bury his dog Biffer, but he it's implied that he also buried his wife Norma. Okay? Because you know, Ellie is taunting him like, yeah, you 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 made us suffer for eternity. Now we're gonna bring you back and make you suffer with us. And this is all while the, the, the image of his dead wife is being shown. And he's like, That's not what happened. I didn't do it. You're you're not Ellie, whatever the case may be. And and she's like, yeah, we're going to take you. We we're about to take you to, to eternity with us. So he reaches to grab the gun. He's like, like hell, you will. As he reaches, as he turns to go to grab the gun, she gets to stab him and stab him with the scalpel, man. So he's he's toast. Um, so then Ellie gets back to the house. The wife and Gage are back at the house, and then Doc was like, um, she she notices his his boots are dirty. She's like, what'd you do? What'd you do? He's like, I wasn't ready to let her go. I needed more time with her. Now, me as a father with a little girl, I could understand the character's reasoning for it. Because even Jeb was like, you know, the woods will give you the sweetest um, reasoning for going back there. Right. And I'm like, you know what? I could understand if you lost a child early, you're not ready to let go. I could see a person rationally deciding to. If there's a chance to bring your child back, you would do it. Most parents would. I can understand what I, I felt when he was saying I needed more time with her. I wasn't ready to let her go. I felt that. I was like, okay, yeah, you know what? Me too. Me too. Me too. So, the, so here comes in walks Ellie. Ellie puts on the damn dress that she was buried in. It's all dirty and bloody and stuff. And she and she go, <laughs> Ellie goes to hug her mother, and the mother's flipping out like what. This is what, and she's stuck. Like she doesn't know what to what to do or think, whatever the case may be. He's like, "Hey, hug your daughter. This is your daughter." She's like, "This is not my daughter." And she grabs Gage and runs upstairs, whatever the case may be. So then, Ellie says, "Well, she doesn't want me. She doesn't want me here." Well, you know what? That's okay. I don't want her here either. And he's like, "Oh no, you already know what time it is. She has already made up her mind that mom's got to go." And then, you know, Doc, the Lewis is like, no, 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 she just needs time. She just needs time. She needs time. She'll be okay. She needs time. Holy cow. So then they, they go upstairs. She locks herself uh, in the room. Uh, Lewis goes next door to go look for Jeb for whatever reason. I, I It slips my mind. So then Ellie grabs a butcher knife and goes upstairs to go kill her mother. So during the process, 
the wife has another flashback scene of her interaction with her, her sister, her dead sister. So what ended up happening was her sister used to feed her, but she hated going to the room and feeding her. So she would use the dumb waiter. But her parents told her, don't use the dumb waiter because it doesn't always work. So what ended up happening, how her sister died was she sent food up via the dumb waiter. Somehow right, the, the sister got out the bed, crawled over to the dumb waiter and ended up falling in, in the dumb waiter. She fell on top of the, uh, the thingamajigger and it killed her, right? Okay, so they had a whole reenactment scene. And then this time it was the wife as uh, Rachel with the, with the spina bifida or whatever issues. And here comes her sister coming to kill her, whatever the case may be. And then she starts, her back starts getting contorted with like, you know, with the spinal issues, whatever the case may be. And she's like, you know, now, now you'll never leave your bed again. And so she wait, you know, moves the covers out of her face and she realizes she was hallucinating, whatever. So here comes Ellie with the butcher knife on top of her mother. So they're fighting. She kicks Ellie off. And listen, this child, her acting as far as she's trying to kill somebody, she's screaming and grunting. I was like, this is very believable. This child can really, really act. Like, I feel that she's really trying to kill these people. <laughs> and the, the, the daughter is just screaming and grunting and just putting in work trying to kill this, her mother. So then uh, Doc discovers Jeb's dead body, runs back to the house. They're at the top top floor. Um, the wife has Gage. Second, she busts out the second floor window. The daughter's trying to get in because she barricaded the door. She she takes Gage and sticks him outside. And here comes the husband. She's like, "Take Gage here, catch him, catch him." She drops Gage to to uh, to Lewis, and she's about to get out. And then here comes Ellie with the with the stab to the back. She stabs her mother in the back, and you're just like, "Oh man, not like this." Not like this. And uh, so as while Doc is putting Gage in the car and tells Gage, don't open the door for anybody, not even Ellie, whatever the case may be. So then Ellie and her mother, her dying mother, are having a conversation. And she's like, yeah, you, you, you resented your sister. You wanted her dead. And she's like, yeah, I wish she was dead. And all the, 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 the woods, the spirit of the woods is, is trying to guilt trip the mother for feeling how she felt with all the unresolved issues with her sister all the meanwhile they're having this conversation um ellie uh ellie then stabbed her again in the side and she's like well you know soon you'll you'll be over there you know she's like daddy says there's no heaven or hell there's no afterlife well he's wrong and you're not going to go there you're going to go here and and she says mommy and uh of course the mom's like don't call me mommy i'm you're not my, you're not Ellie, you're not my daughter. And so she stabbed her one more time. Like, well, fine then. She stabs her again in the side and she's twisting the knife. And I was like, oh my gosh. So then in, in walks in um the doc and he sees he's over his, his wife's dying body. And then here comes Ellie with a, he hits her, hits him, hits him over the head with something. But before the mother dies, she said, she tells her husband, don't bury me there. Okay, don't bury me there. So, you know, that's when Ellie walks up and, and knocks him over the head and, and he's unconscious. Now you see Ellie, the crazy part, you see Ellie dragging her mother to the burial site. Because <laughs> the sight of this nine-year-old dragging this 130-40-pound woman <laughs> by the two legs, it was, it was crazy. So Ellie buries the mother. You see it off camera. So then 
the dad is running, looking for him. And the, the, of course, Ellie's taunting. It's like, hey, you're too late. Um, you know, she's with us now. All because you buried church. This is your fault. You buried church. You was not, you're not, you weren't, you weren't being a good dad. Guilt tripping again. So then she attacks the dad, stabs the dad in the, in the chest. And yo, let me tell you, this child's putting foot the ass on her dad trying to kill this man. <laughs> this child is just like a feral cat. Just on attack mode, right? And um <laughs> sure enough, dad gets the upper hand. Dad's on top of Ellie. He's about to strangle her. He's like, well, he's about to end this for good. He's strangling the shit out of Ellie. Strangling her. I mean, you can just, he's just like, I'm, I'm alive. I had it. And then all of a sudden, you see this poker go through his chest. And I'm like, oh God. Damn it. Damn it. And he falls over, and sure enough, it's the dead mother resurrected. Holy cow. And she's got that dead look to her. So they drag his body to the burial site. So then the shot, the original shot that you saw in the opening um, shot, open, opening the movie was Jeb's house on fire, but you didn't know that from the, from the very beginning. So now you realize the same shot again. It's Jeb's house on fire. And then cut to the scene where you see Gage in the car, and then you see the three of them all bloodied and dusty and dirty with the dad holding a gas can, and they're walking towards the car. And Gage is like, whatever. And you're and 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 I'm like, I'm like, oh, they're not really going to show this, are they? Like, are they really even implying this? Like, do we even need to see this right now? Sure enough, the dad goes to the window. And then cut screen, you hear the door alarm unlock. What the hell? That was probably one part of the movie. I don't think we needed that. I don't need you to imply they killed this little boy, this little three-year-old child. You know what I'm saying? Like, I thought that was a bit over the top. And like I said, now, now you're seeing more and more movies implying more and more violence towards little children. I don't like this trend. And I would not be surprised you don't see more of it uh, moving forward. So uh, uh, this one is much better than the first, even though they still deviated from some of the source material. It wasn't perfect, but this is probably the closest adaptation of of uh, of the of the of the book you're going to ever get at this point. Um, I liked it. I, I liked it. Man, it's just it's uh, it, some of this stuff was kind of brutal. I was just like, oh, that's that's a bit just a, that's a bit much. But you know, when you have horror movies and you have children mixed in it, it's sometimes got to break a few eggs. So with that being said, that was my movie review of uh, Pet Cemetery. Yes, uh, Cameron, th- th- this little boy looked dead on the original Gage. I when I when I first seen the first trailer, I was like, oh my god, is that Gage reborn? Like he looked dead on the original Gage. Dead on, dead, dead on. So, uh, yeah. Uh, so let me get shout out Cameron, Hurricane Star, uh, Farida, Esoteric Bay, Defelda, Chris Camaro, Janasha. Hey, it's been a, it's been a minute. Tyrone, Shu, KATN, um, EV. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was pretty much my movie review of of uh, Pet Cemetery. I'll throw this on the uh, <laughs> movie review channel as well. Yeah, I'm. I'm like I said. I'm starting to see that trend where it's it's okay to imply violence towards children. Not. I don't. I don't like this trend I'm seeing. But 
Uh, I have not seen The Gate yet, Water Sniper. I got a, I got a list of movies I got to check out. So with that being said, I'm going to end this. And uh, y'all have a good one. Peace.